Hello and welcome yet again to another episode of Pods at Pi, the podcast show at Pi Slovakia Dance, where we talk about, you guessed it, podcasts. Podcast. Today I have my favorite um, podcaster, I think I'm going to call him a podcaster, podcast producer. We'll find it, we'll figure out his title just now, right, Dile? In the sense that he's created more really, really cool podcasts than anybody at this company. I think you are the hardest working here and you deserve <laughs> a raise. I'm putting it on record. You guys need to give this man a raise. Hi, Radile. Hello, 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 Nyaki. How are you? I'm well. How are you? So, Radile, fun fact. This guy, I don't know if it's still true, but apparently you can't be found, your face can't be found on the internet. Is that still a thing? Uh no. no 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 not not so much. So You've broken the rule? Yeah, and I had to. I had to break the rule. No. I I had to break the rule because of the direction of life that I'm that I'm going now. Ooh. So yeah, I was I was quite um I wasn't um pro social media no. and and now you kind of have to be yeah because that's the thing that works in the world yeah so just some background uh, a couple of whatever years ago i found out that radile basically his his claim to fame his instagram handle was his face can't be found on the internet <laughs> so every photo that you ever saw of him anywhere was always obscured with a shadow was like the back of his head the side of his head the side of his head with someone in front of him it was just very very obscure but now i'm seeing that you are now mr main man no, i guess no, you're not like on the socials no but no 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 so so basically there's there's one photo now and that's oh. sort of decided Ooh. So this is the only photo. I mean, that's a hundred percent improvement. Yeah, it is from that's, not from zero. That's a hundred percent. So at this point in my life, there was only going to be one photo of me on on the Ooh, internet. Okay, so we need to find that photo and make. Oh, sure it's easy that to find on my social on my Instagram. It's really so it's what? easy to find. It's right there. Even have a social media thing. Oh, I've I've always had it. Okay. It's just that it was it was private, and I the my only follower was my wife. I removed everyone from following and Jesus. me. Jesus. Yeah, and the Lord. <laughs> um and then and then yeah, so I just use it almost as a gallery for me to practice um art direction. Yes. I would just take images or whatever and then and then edit them and just put them there. And also so I don't have to keep them on my phone. Okay. And then I just decided recently, you know what? I'm moving in a different direction. Let me let me open up my, my page. And it's the only account I have. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Twitter. I don't, I don't, I probably don't even know how to use any of those. You are an anomaly of anomalies. I think even my mom has Facebook, dude. She did, by mistake, upload her entire album onto Facebook. And so I did tell her that maybe we should stop the Facebook from <laughs> now on. <laughs> because there were some, like, very strange photos at one point. Um, but, okay, so you're saying uh, your direction has changed. Tell us a little bit about yourself. This is not what you even imagined yourself doing i can't no, imagine no. you were the guy who was like yeah no, i'm gonna make movies and podcasts no no so i okay well there was one stage in my life okay where i i wanted to be uh, a filmmaker at the time it was I, uh, how i understood it was just a director okay 
and that was one stage in my life. I'm sure I was probably uh, between grades 9, 10, maybe 11. Okay. And I was figuring out what I wanted to study and it was something that was very, very high up on my list. But because of the financial situation that our family um, had and that my brother went on to study graphic design, so that's something in the field of creative arts. Yes. And also that he didn't get funding for it, so my parents had to take out a... a alone to fund his education mm-hmm. i guess the seeing that and i was like there's no way that i can go and do art or something in that field creative um and then expect my parents to pay for it through a private institution got it so i fell back um onto my second That's option the good older brother no i'm the younger brother i know right oh, okay. this is the wild part <laughs> but continue your story well <laughs> the thing is I, I hadn't really expressed it to my parents okay um, I wanted to have the conversation, but I was like, ah, there's no point. Mm. So let me save them the... Because, you know, parents, they want to give you the best. best. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought, okay, l- I, let me go to my second option, which was business, which I enjoyed because it came naturally almost easy just because I watched my father in business for years. Yes. So... It was it was a lot closer to, but also because it's closer to your character. I mean, you are a born I don't know born leader, made leader, but like you are, you have very good leadership qualities. You were head boy at an all boys school, which is like the highest. Oh, there was a head boy. I was the I was the RCL chairperson. So at the school I went to, this, it's it's different. For most schools, the RCL chairperson is the head boy. Okay. Yeah, but the school I went to, they didn't play by those rules. So okay. they. They had the traditional position of the head boy, which I went to a boys' school. Mm. And then they also had the position that the Department of Education wanted there, yes. which was the repre- representative of the students. But I mean, that's a leadership. That's a pre- it is. That is like the lead. You're like the president of the school for a little bit. Okay, okay. Right? right. So, t- I mean, in terms, of, <laughs> in terms of business and leadership, it was, it was a natural direction yeah it wasn't like out of like what what do you mean you want to study business you can't count for nothing (laughs) yes 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 and i went on to study that um i studied it i i qualified i practiced for a while Mm -hmm. and then how i actually came to psd uh my brother's company was that he started the company in 2017 and it was just the three of them by the three of them i mean the three guys on the previous episode yes and all of them had gone to school to study what it is that they were doing yes. in the company. And there wasn't anyone assisting on the operational business development side. They were just running a clown show. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nobody was paying their taxes. <laughs> the rent was overdue. So you came and were, you know, positioned yourself as, okay, guys, I'm going to do what I do here and let's run this business. I'm going to run the business. Yes. Um, but for whatever reason, you've taken a completely different route because I've recently joined Pi and I'm looking to you as my producer because you're the guy. You're the, you're the guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't touch anything business related anymore which is ironic which is great who is paying the rent i don't know wow i don't know but the rent is being paid i just don't know by who oh and here I'm, not, we go. I'm not particularly interested okay to know. so talk to us what you are interested in and what you've been doing at pi okay so what what i moved to doing once um a lot of the processes 
because business is just it's a process it's a yeah. process thing once you've got xyz in place you just put everything into auto mm. and then it does what it needs to do um just regularly come and oil it so all the pieces were in place and i felt that you know what the guys have a handle on paying the rent yeah yeah and then i saw based on the vision that they had which was to create content that okay firstly because they left advertising the issue they had with adverts which we all have if you have youtube and you're not a paid subscriber it's it's adverts mm. so they felt instead of making things that interrupt people's entertainment mm. one we make one brand make the entertainment sure so that's how podcasting came about yes. and they felt that let's create which specifically the branded podcast let's create content um together with brands that that don't interrupt people's lives yeah but rather add value got it um and then the second part of that which was PSD creating original content and it would be a space where as creatives they could play they could have fun with so many different ideas mm. and make things that could really uh, get their values the values of the company um through and i really bought into that part of the business okay so i'm not involved in a, in in branded shows at all okay. i don't work on anything vw or uh for the foster pps i don't work on any of those mm. things but on the originals um that's where my hand you'll find my hand um and i felt that what i wanted to do was create um the space because they had the ideas but i i wanted them to materialize and say okay you guys want to be the forerunner in Africa yes. or creating you know the Spotify of Africa or not really Spotify but more Gimlet because yes. that's their that's been their benchmark mm-hmm. um and saying okay what will it take for us to do this and I sat down um I spoke to them individually they didn't know that it, I was having that type of conversation with them yes but in the interactions that I had with them I was asking very pointed questions and I remember a conversation I had with Chisanga where he articulated very beautifully um the very motivation for the shows that I'm currently putting out which is creating shows that the general population of South Africa which is we would say just under middle class mostly working class South Africans mm-hmm. um predominantly people from the township and black mm-hmm. would be able to really enjoy um cuz podcasts have always been even that word something that is people who have internet who watch Netflix but the majority of South Africans we don't have Netflix yes you know so how do you create something that doesn't appeal um only to we can say middle class those are those are not great terms but i guess listeners will understand um but also appeal to working class a uh, young people working class people i guess mm. and that's just being the the large drive um to 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 package shows to write shows to 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 also pick hosts who appeal to that very same market okay um because that's where the chunk of the people are it's not in um white suburbia yeah yeah you know although black people are moving into those areas like heavily but mm. for a good i don't know how many years the fact of the matter is and not just africa but if you look across the continent it's it's true as well yeah so um the formula that we that we saw that was quite attractive was what dstv were doing with um i forget the name of the channel but where modular 
sits. Oh yes, I yeah. don't know the channel, but I mean, I don't know the. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes, so those very interesting shows. Yes, yeah, so all that programming, as wild as you may think it is, um, South Africans have really and truly uh, taken a liking to it. And I mean, by South Africans, I mean the very market that. Um, I've been thinking about and trying to figure out exactly how do we make shows for for young people who like these who like Moja Love, and not necessarily. I'm not talking about like Uya Jola Nine Nine and whatever. No, but there's something there's a there's a quality that the 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 the, the producer or the showrunner, the executives who are in charge of that channel mm. that they found and they said we want to represent ourselves. Yes, they've they've gone in a in a lane that we don't want to go in, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, as you say, quite crass. But they've they've identified something. True stories, real yes, stories, very real. real people, yes. You know, the term that I like is, you know, you're putting a mirror up to the people. Uh, you're saying, look at yourselves. It's very, very true. Yes. And um, that that came out of a conversation I had with Chisanga. Mm. You know? The strategist. The strategist. Which is amazing, because that's what he does. Beautiful. And I held on to that. Yeah. And I said... That's what we're doing is with our original content. That's exactly what we're doing. Okay, so you're producing original content. We'll talk about the shows um, in another, maybe in the next episode, because there's obviously a few shows. Um, but just the heart behind it is, it's so, I don't, I don't want to say it's very different to the branded shows in the sense that the branded shows, your audience is um, whoever the, the, the brand decides your audience is, right? Mm. So, um, I don't. We always keep coming back to VW, but it's a beautiful case study, I suppose. So VW, the um, the audience was moms who were going to be able to buy a Tiguan, right? Mm. Um, in PPS, it's young professionals who need to know more or better about their financial status, for example. Um, but your show, um, or the shows that. I guess the department, because it's not even one show, right? There's, no, no, no. There's a platitude of shows that mm. you are working on um, that that seem, I guess this is what you're saying, is that they're following a very common thread, and that is there are stories that are told by real people um, about real people's experiences, yeah. which is really powerful because I think as um, South Africans, as Africans, as black people, as people in the world, like there's a lot of that missing where... Um, the stories that we do here are these like very explosive, very emotive stories of like ah utataco and you know <laughs> the, the the stories that like they're not real to everyone, right? Yes, okay, there are people who live that kind of life, but what I appreciate about a lot of the original shows is that although they are not stories that you may have experienced yourself. Um, makes sense yeah, in the sense of they're not weird. Yes, so there's elements of it that you recognize either in your family or in yourself or yes. in someone you know. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is really cool. Okay, so you've gone into business. I mean, you studied business and now you are producing shows. What does that process looks like, look like? Um, are you writing the shows? You're not on all or any, many only, of the shows. Or you're on one show. Yeah. Um, how are you finding... The, the stories, how are you finding the 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 writers um, and, you know, yeah, talk to us about so that process. the process is probably my favorite part of it mm. outside of the feedback you get when the shows are out. Ah. Those are like 
the two parts that I'm like, yes, this is why I'm doing this. Okay. The in between parts are what they are because it's just um, it's the same thing. Yes. You know, um. So the process is, I would say for about. It used to be 100%, but now it's about 50% of the show. I do the writing and okay. the research. Okay. Um, but what we've started doing is bringing people on board who are strong in those areas as well. Okay. So there, there is, we, we've had requests for people who say, we'd like to do a podcast, a PSD original. This is the idea I have. Mm. Some people, for example, like... Um, Sviso calls us Slick and Friends. It's one of them that are in the pipeline. This is a podcast that existed outside of PSD. Mm. Um, but for whatever reason, um, his show stopped. Okay. So he came to us and he said, look, I'd like to continue this thing. Um, this is what I'm bringing to the table. We said, okay, this is what we bring to the table. We came to an agreement and we're working together. Mm. His show is a PSD original, mm. um, but he he still retains part of the IP Okay. Yeah. So with people like him, I don't need to do much work outside of checking dates with him and being there to set up, assist with the recording and then all the post work, I guess. Mm. But the anything pre-production, he handles most of it. Okay. Um, and the same thing is true for another show called Grapefruit. Um, the only thing I do with her show was be there on the day because she's on it. Mm. Research, writing, guests. Like she's on it, so mm. there was I didn't do any work. I was saying to her on the last recording that um, you made the job really easy, okay? Because I just rocked up on the day I pressed record. You did everything. You didn't and have to do second runs. Does that sit as, as a PSD original? That as is well? also a PSD original. Okay. Yes. So the shows like those, it's quite mixed. Some some of the shows I will write, I'll research, I will get a host, I will so on and so forth. I'll yeah. do the whole process. And other than them, I'm only involved in just the research. I'm talking about the pre-production. Mm. So post-production, I pretty much do it all. Mm. But everything before it gets edited, I would say, it varies from from show to show, depend, okay. depending on what the hosts can bring. Okay, so you're saying that you, did po you do post. Talk to us about what that means. So what that means is we've recorded everything we need to record. Mm. And then um, you take the recorded audio and then you lay it out. Um, in a in a program or a computer software mm. where you generate the podcast itself. So yeah. you take all the clips, you put the music in, um, you put sound effects, depending on the type of show as well. But you basically create the finished product. And you post. studied business. Yes, I studied business. I didn't study anything I was talking so, about. So how are you able to do all of this stuff? YouTube. <laughs> okay. YouTube. So everything that I'm doing now, I did not study for. Um yeah. Yeah, I, like there's nothing. I did. I did a project management degree uh, a certificate. Yes. So there's elements of that that I'm using some of the knowledge and the skills yeah. that I'm using in producing in particular, but everything else, like in terms of the um, engineering, sound engineering. Mm. Um, so there's also a YouTube channel that we've that 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 we've started. Um, it's called the Views. Okay. It's, a, it's a beauty show. Yes. Um, Beauty slash news show. Slash news. Yes. So the filming for that, I learned of YouTube, how to set up the room to make sure that there's like depth between the host and the back wall. I watched the YouTube. Yeah. Um, the cover arts that I do, it's all YouTube. Editing audio, I learned from YouTube. So everything just YouTube. So what I'm hearing you say is that even if you 
don't so you don't have it's not something that you needed to like technically have studied or no. to have like any any formal education that anybody can do it. Um, but what I do want to ask is so say I'm listening to this and I'm a bra and I'm just like okay I like that you know I love that these guys are doing the sound thing. Um, I want to do it as well. Like I want to produce my own podcast. I want to go into a little bit of technicalities just so that we don't skip okay. over anything. Like what do you actually need to start a podcast? Like we've got um, I mean we've got pretty expensive equipment in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got like my that's like type of spe- special rod custom road custom mic that nobody's allowed to use that you are using. I don't know if he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna probably gonna flip up when he finds out. But we're sorry, Tepper, we had to use the mic. Um, what you know? I don't have anything, and I've got whatever. How do I start? How do I start? Yeah, uh, beautiful. That's why I love podcasts. Some of the most amazing podcasts on this planet that are doing well for themselves. I mean, there's a lady in the US. She she makes about about $2,000 a month. Sure. That's a lot of money. So she pays her rent with it. She does a lot of the basics for her life just to cover herself yes. with that money. And her setup is her cell phone or her laptop and the, the the headsets that come out of the box when you buy your cell phone. Sure. And she uses the mic on the headset as her mic. What? And that's it. All she does is she presses record from a normal recording app and then when she's done, she'll use like Anchor app or any of the other podcast apps. You can find them on any on Google Play Store, on Apple Apple Store. Yes. Um, and then she just does light editing. There's not much she does. She mm-hmm. just adds background music and then she presses publish. And she's got a serious following. Well, she's been doing it for a very long time. Yeah. So she's developed um, her listeners, her listener base for a while. Mm. But as an example, that's, that's basically all you need. If you've got a cell phone and you've got... Um, Headsets Earphones. that have a mic on them. Yeah, you're good. To, you're good to go in terms of equipment. Sure. So you don't need the fancy um, road no. roadcaster, no, which is very nice to have. Yes, it makes your life easier. Yes, especially if you're a podcast um, network or a company working on podcasts, then it it makes your life a lot easier. But if you are just a podcaster, yeah, there's ones I'm listening to that literally just um, that's it. It's just a cell phone and headsets. Sure. The quality is not this quality that you're listening to. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is for streaming, people don't care. About the quality. No. It's about the content. They just want the content. That's That's the absolute truth. That's amazing. Okay, so you talked to us about, we're closing down now. You talked to us about some podcasts that you listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, What we do on the show, um, at the end of every show, is that I get one or two podcast recommendations from you guys um, as the podcast leaders of Africa. Look how I said there. Um, give us your top two recommendations of podcasts that we should be checking out and listening to. I will say, though, that the other guys focus very primarily on certain networks. Um, but out of, out of all the podcasts that you've recommended to me, they've always been like outside of, you're like not a not like a DSTV or SABC <laughs> kind of. You're like a, an underground YouTube so what I'll podcast. do is I'll give you I'll give you one okay. that is that is part of a network though. okay and it's a network that probably motivated this company which is Gimlet okay this is this is my standard for producing podcasts okay when I want to produce a show that's in the in this vein I listen to this it's called 
the habitat. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. It's amazing. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. It was a very long listen. Yes. Um, but one of the things that um, Alex actually spoke about was that was um, Alex Bloomberg, the founder of Gimlet. Yes. That was one of the things that him and Matt, his founder, co-founder, fought a lot about. That was like one of the points, I don't know if you know this, mm. one of the points of contention in their relationship that the habitat went over budget. It went over, over time. Over time, yeah. It was just, it was an expensive exercise that he couldn't see the end of, like from a business business perspective. And it's ironic that you say that because, you know, thinking from someone who's got a business acumen like yours, like that should never, that can't happen. We can't <laughs> go over budget and over time for like this out of this world um, episode or show. So the habitat for, the, for it, you guys. It had to be made. That show is one of the shows on this did. planet that just had it to be made. Did. Okay. So for you guys who don't know, maybe we're not going to, we're not going to do the second one. We'll do the second one next. No, week. there is a second one that I'd love to do. It's, oh, it's a South African podcast. Okay. It's called the commute, the commute. Um, so it is a interview type podcast okay. where the lady, um, her name is Jessica. She interviews Africa experts okay. on different topics. So it's also a cool one that I really would encourage people to listen to. The Commute and the Habitat. Yes. Okay. The Habitat is amazing. It's about, an, it's shot on a, in Mars, for example. Fake, fake, fake Mars. Mars. It's, in, it's in Hawaii. But it's, it's fake Mars. So yeah. they basically shoot an episode of what it would feel like if people were isolated on the moon. Or yeah, on, on a, on Mars, a planet. Yeah, on a planet. On which different is, planets. Yeah. It's very, very It's cool. really, really good. Um, definitely listen to it, but definitely come back for the next episode that we're going to have with Radile next week. Um, next week, I want to talk about the, the creatives. There's other... Um, the podcast originals that we do at Pi. I want us to go into a little bit more detail about some of your favorite ones, some of the ones that we should be listening to, and then okay. some of the ones that are coming up. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for joining no, me. Thank you. I know we've thank like you. run out of time, and you're like you're like dancing around as a producer. They're like, <laughs> hey, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up! I don't want to edit for 25 minutes. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, no, thank you, Nikki. Bye.